It's hard. Even literally just having the person in the room with you can be such a solace. You know, even if they're at the other end of the room uh, and you just look over to them, that, that can be a solace, but it's not there for long distance. So it is hard, but you you make of it what you will. You can you can make it mm. a good thing in fact. Mm. So beautiful. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Living Fullness. I'm Stina Constantine and joining me as co-hosts on the podcast for this week is Father Sean Burns and Virtue Ministries' own social media and marketing guru, Grace Belto. Each week on the podcast, you'll hear us talk about a range of topics from virtue to relationships, comments on cultural shifts and lessons that we're learning as we go along. And we're so delighted that you've chosen to join us. So sit back and enjoy being part of a conversation with a few friends. Hey, Padre, we're doing something a little bit different this week. Indeed we are. So uh, one of the new things we're doing on the podcast is inviting co-hosts on the show to partake in a conversation in a particular topic. And uh, so first cab off the rank is someone that I've known for many, many years, Grace Felto. So Grace, we lived about 500 meters away from each other. Uh, you (laughs) You were about seven at the time. And I was about 16 and uh, you had a, a older brothers and sisters that I knew better than I knew yourself, but I'd come over there and there'd be little Grace playing the piano or, you know, and, and, yeah. uh, uh, and, and, or, or, or causing some kind of mischief. No, you, uh, you never caused mischief. <laughs> I was an uh, angel. But, Thank you. <laughs> you were an angel, of course. Exactly. You were an angel. Um, All seven-year-olds uh, are, aren't they? Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Uh, but uh, no, So you was, two go way was, back. Uh, way back. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So it's really cool to see the the wonderful woman that is Grace Velto standing in front of me. Mm-hmm. And I can't help but think of seven-year-old Grace uh, and be confronted <laughs> by, by 20s Grace uh, and yes. uh, be like, wow, this is incredible. So uh, on the one hand, a great sense of, or and uh, and just you know real happiness, and on the other hand, a great sense of oh my gosh, I'm old. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> Padre, That's I have been trying funny. to tell you this. <laughs> <laughs> I have been trying to tell you this for many a years. Yes, I'm glad yes, you, you have. finally had the realization. Gray, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my beard is showing. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's I'm so, I'm very glad to be on, and uh, thank you so much for having me. So it's been such a joy, and I'm just I'm always amazed at how small the world is and how you can do full circle many times yeah. in different scenarios. That's right. Just like you know, being part of living fullness and virtue ministry. So yeah, yeah, it's really awesome. Yeah. Maybe tell our community a bit about you, Grace, and also just to point out that, you know, you can hear from Grace's voice and her accent. She's very much Australian, but also fill us in on where you are in the world at the moment too. <laughs> yes. Okay. So I am Australian, but I have moved to Europe. So I'm currently living in Portugal in a, a beautiful, well, near a beautiful city called Quimbra. And I can now proudfully say that, you know, it's my city, like all people from Quimbra do. And it's it's got one of the oldest universities in Europe. It's it's an incredible city. So I've moved over here for now and really enjoying um, the culture and honestly just being so close to everything in Europe. And 
that really suits me because I am, I guess what I could say is a sacred music specialist or something of the like. So I've been a cantor, professional cantor for years and running choirs. And um, even though I'm a bit of a slower pace of life at the moment, it's been really wonderful to chase some new dreams and to, to experience new cultures and new choirs and people. So that's been a joy. And I teach piano and obviously I do um, the social media for Living Fullness and Virtue Ministry, which has been wonderful. It's been a wonderful connection to back home in Australia and, you know, sort of keeping up working for God in various ways. So that's uh, the lowdown. And I don't know what's around the corner. It's kind of exciting and scary all the time, but (laughs) I've only been impressed so far. So it's been really good. (laughs) That's beautiful. Look at that. Yeah. From going from, I mean, we had early conversations before you moved to Portugal too, and it was very like, whoa, what's what's happening? What's God doing next? And so beautiful yeah. to hear you say. I've been really impressed by the story that God's been <laughs> yeah. weaving so far. That's really beautiful. Yeah. I always wanted to live in Europe. I just didn't expect it to be Portugal and yeah, yeah just how things play out. But in a way, he's answering like wishes and dreams and prayers in Always a way that you didn't quite expect. I always find that interesting about our good creator. So <laughs> how he rolls, isn't it? Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's quite true. funny. It's true. It's how he paints. It's how he writes. It's how he creates. It's how he does all things. <laughs> Exactly. So I guess for the topic of today, because the thing is that we've asked you, Grace, to come on board and be a co-host. You're not really a guest for us. You know, we we know you, you're part of the team. And so we wanted to sort of have a bit of a chat and help us to have a chat about this particular topic that we've chosen for this week, which is long distance relationships. And can they work? (laughs) It's the million dollar question. Can they actually work? So I guess maybe maybe starting with, because I mean, that sound effect has like a bit of a story attached to it. (laughs) Yes, I feel like if I asked anyone, including you guys, uh, what's your initial thought for long distance? Um, Everyone says it's hard or I can't do that or just too difficult. And I think it's it's quite funny because they say it to me and I'm I'm doing a long distance relationship. So mm, I was like, yeah. well, it is possible. You can do it. It's got to be with the right person and you have to think it's it's worth it. Even though you may not end up marrying this person, they've got to be someone you are genuinely considering, you know, spending the rest of your life with. Otherwise, I don't think the commitment to do long distance would work. So... And yeah, I, yeah, I think it's a bit sad. People might always say it's just too hard or that's, I can't do that. And I thought, well, if you love mm. someone, you will, you'll do mm. it, you know? So mm. that's my personal opinion anyway. Yeah. Oh, it's such good boundary, I suppose, around thinking about whether you actually want to commit to a long distance relationship that, and acknowledging that, it, yeah, long distance relationships are hard. They're really hard. But if you're in it with the right person and you're in it with the intention of knowing that it's going to be hard, but willing to work at it, then it's worth pursuing. Exactly. If you think about it in a particular way, like all relationships are hard. Like there's, there's, there's always yes. work in a relationship, you know, so 
So what what you're doing in a long distance relationship is that there's just there's just another dimension there of of hard, which is in the sense of distance. So it adds a new layer of challenge to the relationship. But relationships are already hard in the sense that they 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 require personal investment and work. And so the question is, well, am I willing to to make this personal investment for this person? And as you've as you've rightly pointed out, Grace, if I love the person, then yeah, okay. This might be a challenge, but it's a challenge that I'm willing to rise to. Mm. Yeah. And I guess, I guess the interesting thing about loving a person too is that when you're in a, not everyone, but some people who will enter into a long distance relationship may not actually have known that person for very long to begin with. So the relationship may not be as established as other relationships, which means that you're also determining, am I actually in love with this person? at the same time as being committed to a long distance relationship as well. So it kind of adds that extra element of discernment that say a committed couple who's living in the same town, maybe almost like further along that relationship path where they've actually decided, yes, we are going to stay committed to seeing this thing through, even though there may be some bumps in the road, but that luxury may not have been afforded to a long distance relationship yet. Mm. Yeah. Exactly. And sometimes between seeing um, your significant other, it doesn't feel like you've progressed as much sometimes um, because of the, the distance. You know, it, it almost feels like sometimes you're, you're biding time between the visits. Um, mm. If you don't do it right, if you keep conversation and questioning up, um, it's, yeah, it, it will progress in a, a sort of emotional, mental way. But sometimes it feels like we're just holding out for the next visit, <laughs> you know? Sure, um, sure. So, yeah, I, I agree. It can feel like that sometimes as well. Mm. Yeah, definitely. May I throw a, an early spanner in the works or something? I don't know. Um, <laughs> is, there, is there ever a time or is there ever a situation in which a long-distance relationship isn't going to be healthy because we're, we're saying that there's a we're saying that there's a there's a you know yeah. like, hey there's a challenge here and that's a good thing and long distance if you want to make it work it can work that's awesome so be it that the relationship began long distance or be it that the relationship is is sort of um transferred to long distance whichever the situation we're saying hey this can actually be a good thing is there a situation in which we shouldn't enter into a long distance relationship? Yeah. So. <laughs> well, I, I, I do agree there's times um, it probably isn't appropriate. And it, that would be if you're using the person as an emotional crutch to know that they're there but they're not there. I think that's really dangerous. And to have that comfort of I have somebody but I don't have to do anything to um, love them or support them especially long distance, you can sort of almost not care, maybe the odd message or whatever could suffice. So, yes, I think it could be uh, dangerous um, for if one person could use another one emotionally, like as an emotional crutch, and that's when you really have to discern the person and get to know them really well. If communication drops off or then that would be a, a bad sign. Yeah. If these mics weren't so expensive... I'd do a mic drop. <laughs> yeah, 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 100%. That was very well said. Get to know your person. <laughs> That's my yes. advice. 
Yes, definitely, definitely. I guess uh, thinking out loud here, what you're asking, Padre, is also competing priorities too. If yeah. if you've got two people who actually have two different trajectories in life and then a long-distance relationship is kind of thrown in to the mix, it, like you said, Grace, it can be so easy to just hang on to that person when another person moves away or you're moving to two different areas because how you feel like you're still in a relationship, you're still getting that emotional satisfaction. But if you're actually heading in two different directions, then should you be in one, should you be in a relationship? (laughs) If you're actually Mm -hmm. heading in, in two very different directions is now the time to be in a relationship in this season. But also if it is, should you maintain a relationship with this person if there's no possibility of that? the two lines sort of converging. Yes, definitely. And even when you're like dating someone who you, you hoping the lines converge, like that's the plan. It can be hard because you are living two very different lives and figuring out how to bring them together. You know, um, that's hard enough with someone who's genuine, let alone trying to work with someone who's not in it to win it. <laughs> so, yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. right. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So I guess in that same vein, then what might be some other challenges that might come about in a long distance relationship? That might be something we can have a, a bit of a chat about too. Yeah. What makes it hard? I have, I have an idea. Um, mm. the, something that I, I struggle with personally, and yeah, I believe my boyfriend does too actually on this one is, is FOMO, genuine FOMO. Mm. Um, and we joke about FOMO all the time in life, but when you're actually dating someone and they're having a really wonderful time wherever they are and you want to be there with them and they want you to be there with them and you can't share the experience and you're always trying to kind of give them the lowdown of what happened and the joys and the um, obviously there's bad times too, but it's it's really hard when there's actually joy and happiness happening on one end and maybe not for the other person, um, that has been such a struggle. Um, and especially because I moved away, so all my friends will <laughs> get to have wonderful times yeah. together and I'm not. And, and that's um, in friendship and in a relationship. Um, it's, mm. it's quite interesting and that's, um, it's emotionally challenging um, every time that sort of thing happens and I'm trying to every time give that to God and focus on the joys that I have that they're not having and really balancing it out, going the idea of the grass is always greener on the other side. That can happen a lot. So almost acknowledging you go, I'm, yes, I feel like I'm definitely missing out. I want to have that as well, but I'm having experiences that they're not having as well and I can um, share that with them later on and giving it to God. It's actually sometimes a sacrifice. It's a more uh, sacrificial thing that we, we give, um, to, to God and mm. treat it. I, I learned to treat it in a spiritual way to help me, um, through those tough times. Um, yeah. yeah. and I think if you have a, like a beautiful partner who's doing this long distance with you, they will try to make sure you don't feel like you're too left out that's the mm. thing I think that's mm. it's a challenge and it's hard but it's 
been really nice to, to I guess, uh, learn about the other person and how they are operating to make sure you feel good. And mm. vice versa, how do I operate to make sure that they, they feel okay in the situations mm. too? Mm. So, but yeah, FOMO, like I, I used to think that was a stupid term, but now I'm actually Aww. struggling with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're able to bring your mutual joys that you're experiencing in a unique way to one another and, and, and uplift one another with those, those, those joys, those, those mutual experiences that you have, which are unique to your own situations. And so you're not living vicariously through someone else, uh, but you're sharing the joy that you have as a person with this other uh, person on the other side of the world. If I'm hearing you correctly, offering up the challenge and the difficulty of it to God and sharing that joy between one another of your unique individual experiences is kind mm. of the the thing that brings resolution to that to some measure, yeah at yeah. least mm. yeah summed it up summed it up yes <laughs> what about you father well i mean my <laughs> bearing in mind that uh, you know the last time i dated someone was um <laughs> in person some 16 or 17 years ago so <laughs> So, so just it's been a while. Just bearing that in mind. <laughs> uh, but, um, what do you think of it then? Uh, I mean, given given it's so different to your own experience, what do you think of long distance relationships? They 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 confuse me. They confound me, and here's why they confound me. Yes. Right. So so here's here's the confounding factor for me. it's that. So okay, this is this is a long winded story. Um, <laughs> I, I, Here we go. I, Bring on the I, ammo. We're about to go on a journey, people. Uh, so, so I have time. Uh, I, <laughs> so I've got this this priest friend of mine, who um, uh, whenever he texts, he always texts in the most efficient possible manner. So spelling just isn't an issue for him at all, right? <laughs> and, and so if he wants to say okay, he will just write K. And send it, right? Not because he's trying to, 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 to convey some, you know, I'm not happy sort of thing, but just because it's the quickest possible way of texting is, is, is by doing this, this, this shorthand, you know, manners be damned kind of thing, right? And, uh, and, and so um, in, in, in texting in that way, when you look at the text, you're like, hmm, I've asked him something and he's, he's responded with K. And, and normally when you see K, it's like, it's normally a statement of disapproval. Like it's, you know, it's, it's sort of yeah. okay, but not really okay. You know, like it's, it's, it's uh, okay. Okay. You know, like it's, it's, it's so, so um, there's a, there's a little part of me that goes, is he actually okay? Cause I can't see him. Right. I, I've only got this letter in front of me to indicate that. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, mm-hmm. Now I've grown used to him by now, and I just know that that's that's his shorthand. Um, but the the well, maybe he just really dislikes me. But uh, but <laughs> <laughs> but, but at, at any rate, I feel like a long distance relationship misses. It, it doesn't have that physical context. So in in messages, even in phone calls. You're missing the person-to-person contact, which gives the full context of human communication. So you actually know how a person's going because you can see them and you can 
you can sort of see that that their words are matching their their body language and and, and all of that right so mm-hmm. so it 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 gives a um i think it can be really challenging to to actually get to know each other when there's not that level of that level of context there that 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 physical tangible in touch uh presence um i i think that can be quite quite difficult um not insurmountable i have no doubt it's not insurmountable but just a real challenge it is a challenge and it's um we have video call now thank goodness so you can actually see their yeah, face yeah. but um it has taught so much about communication with the person. And it's interesting because they say um, a good marriage requires communication. So I treat it as almost a positive to build this foundation of communication. But I'm not, I'm I'm an open person, but if I'm upset, I tend to go quiet and I go closed Mm. off. It's, It's quite interesting. You learn about yourself when you're dating someone and when you're doing long distance, um, you can't do that because they can't see that you've done the whole quiet, you're upset thing. You know, I'm, right, I'm not the right. person that's going to shout it from the rooftops. I actually go into myself and really contemplate stuff. Um, so I've had to learn to speak my feelings and it's really um, hard, especially at first. And it's still hard now, but um I'm getting better at it. You just be like, you know what? I had a really tough day and this happened and, and um, I'm feeling like this. Um, and I I feel like when you're in person, you I don't know if most people need to uh, do that or even initiate because you can see mm, they're a bit off today. I'll ask them how they're going, like genuinely ask them. And then it opens up the conversation and you feel like you can, if you need to bear your heart or whatever, you can uh, do that. But to actually start saying, hey, I need to bear my heart, that's just really unnatural for people. Um, mm, mm. But it's quite like it's just really necessary long distance because they don't uh, see that. And they may not spend, um, you know, if you see sometimes, like if you're dating, you see them in the evening, you can tell that they've had a rough day. There's just signals and you don't have the signals. So yeah. um, you you do have to learn to use words, whether it's, um, you know, a text during the day saying I, I'd like to talk tonight or you just have to tell them yeah. when you're talking to them, you know, how it's going. Um, that has been hard and it's it teaches you a lot about your own personality how do I function when I'm happy when I'm sad when I'm who knows upset like all the all the various emotions that's really um, cool and in it's it's really hard I, I don't like it let's say but mm-hmm. it's actually um I do see it as a good thing long term because people I, I think a lot of the time and I'm not sure if it's just women, I can't say, but we expect other people to read our minds if, when we're upset. It's like, can't you tell? I'm upset. <laughs> but um, some people are like, I, I didn't get that, you know, so you have to explain. And mm-hmm. I think uh, that's actually a really good thing later down the track. If you do get married, that you have learned how to 
to talk about what's going on in your head and your heart um, and, you know, maybe the rough patches that you might be going through. Sure. And, yeah, it's it's hard. Even literally just having the person in the room with you can be such a solace. You know, even if they're at the other end of the room uh, and you just look over to them, that, that can be a solace, but it's not there for long distance. Yeah. So it is hard. But you you make of it what you will. You can you can make it mm. a good thing in the end. Mm. So beautiful. The thing that stands out to me is what you were saying about it. It feels so unnatural. Uh, and yet it takes away all the guesswork. When you can just speak your mind and you can just tell that whether you're by long distance or in the same room with them, physically in the same room, just to be able to say, this is what's on my mind. This is what's on my heart right now. No guesswork. <laughs> like, yes. It just is what it is. Let's just work yeah. together and move on. Yeah. But also it also increases, I, I, you know, in my, in my own experience, it increases not only the level of vulnerability and intimacy between a couple in a relationship, um, but also the honesty and the trust to because you can trust mm-hmm. that if the other person is not okay, they will reach out to you. You don't have to be concerned about them every, you know, 15 seconds. Should I be checking in to make sure they're okay? <laughs> you don't have to because you can trust that they will tell you if they're not okay. Um, and then also, you know, in that example that you gave of, hey, I just need to talk this evening. You know, but what if this evening's not a possibility? that other person and you really need them to be there well now you've got conflict resolution to be able to come up with as well so it creates these beautiful opportunities when you can have that honesty in a relationship even with the distance or time difference or you know whatever other complications (laughs) might be added to long distance relationships yes all the complications (laughs) all the complications tech failure (laughs) cost let's add it all (laughs) yeah yes yes yeah so I guess maybe what maybe what are some of the other positives that come out of a long distance relationship then? I, I mean, from a from, from from someone who stands in an objective perspective, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, so, uh, I imagine it would provide a very objective perspective, at least at least to some degree, in so far as the person isn't in your immediate vicinity. You know, so you're not, there's not necessarily uh, a being um, caught up in the moment or being caught up with someone being in your presence. It actually requires, it would require one to make a, a purposeful act of love, like to, to, to go ahead and, and, and see a long distance relationship actually come to fruition means that work has to be done choices have to be made uh, and and that that requires a certain level of uh, of objectivity uh, that that sometimes isn't always is not always necessarily present when you have the other person right next to you because there's there's kind of there's a natural emotional component and a natural emotional bond that's just present there by virtue of that person's presence. Uh, you know, so, but when that person is absent and you're actually working to make the relationship work, uh, then there is a level of objectivity in, okay, you know, I have to make this choice to love this person right now. 
And here's the context in which I have to make that choice. And I imagine it also provides a certain level of objectivity insofar as, okay, we're not making that choice right now. Like that choice isn't being made at this stage by either of us or by one of us. And so it gives a much clearer indication of where the relationship is headed because either both people are actually invested and making that choice to love or it's very clearly not going to work. Yep. So yep. that's, that's yep. yeah, yeah. On point. Yeah. On point. And, and I think a lot of people have the comfort of having their – you know, boyfriend or girlfriend there, even though they're seeing that this relationship isn't working out or long-term, it's not going to be a, a long-term investment, let's say, um, but they like the idea of being in a relationship and being able to go with someone to events or parties or, you know, watch a movie with. And in a long distance, that's that's not an issue or a, it's not a possibility mm. even. So it's definitely about choosing the person. It's not about mm. the yeah. um, comfort yeah. of the person, let's say. Mm. Mm. Yeah, of what they can bring for you. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Mm. So I guess then maybe to tie this conversation up, maybe having a think about one thing that can help a relationship to flourish when it's a long distance relationship, like one that's jumping out at me straight away is having in mind that this long distance is not forever. So I think sometimes people can enter into a long distance relationship with that complacency in mind of, well, we're just going to remain long distance. So I don't have to put effort in or too much effort in. I get, you know, that comfort that you were talking about. I get that security of being in a relationship without too much of a commitment. And we're not really mm. thinking about how are these two lives going to practically converge at any one point. Or it turns into a relationship of use where people are just meeting up from time to time to rekindle the passion of having being in this relationship, but then really not having any kind of a relationship outside of that. So I think it's really important that the keeping in mind that a long distance relationship is not forever is not just about holding on to hope especially when things get really hard, like when you really miss that yeah. person. It's not just about sitting with, well, this is not just forever and I'll just keep that in mind, but actually no practically working towards that. Like what are we, what is the goal? Where where do we see our lives actually working out? Is one of us going to have to move or are we both moving? When are we looking at ha for that happening? Is that happening in a year, 10 years, five years? Like when when is this thing yeah. going to converge? Because we can't sit in this long distance thing forever relationships were not made to be long distance so we have to we have to acknowledge that that's happening and plan for an end for that long distance relationship yeah absolutely and even if you don't have a, a set uh you know because uh, life happens so you might not have the uh plan perfect you have to be always having the conversation um it's not a closed conversation. It's always an open conversation and you have to both be very open about God's will and, and which, you know, who's moving where? Are we both moving somewhere else? Um, and, and a general timeline um, is very helpful. If there's no timeline, I, I don't think I could survive. <laughs> so, yeah, um, sure. yeah. Yeah. Sure, yeah. Sure. It, wouldn't, yeah. it wouldn't last. Yeah. It, it just feels like this sort of slice of hell. <laughs> Otherwise, yeah. so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
think, yeah. you know, not a, not full hell, just a little bit. It's like yeah, yeah, a, a Dante's Inferno <laughs> sort of thing going on here. Yeah, yeah. just a waft yeah. of it. Um, it, it. Just a waft of hell. Yeah, because it, it, it can drive you a little bit. Just it can drive you a little bit crazy sometimes. So yeah. you, you do have to uh-huh. think it's not forever. It's not forever. No. So anyway. Yeah. Um, my my thing I think for really helping firstly take the pressure off yourself sometimes when you're deciding at a long distance relationship is prayer and I always did this even in person um, we would go to mass together and um, adoration and things like that and I always would look um, towards the the Eucharist or the tabernacle in the church and think this is a, a triangle this isn't uh, me and him, it's it's a three-way and you are, we're both got our eyes on you. You know, it was perfect sort of uh, image when I was at church. But then trying to take that as a long-distance thing and always reminding me that I can pray and that assists in my relationship. It's not like they're two separate things. Um, so there's always three in this relationship. There's me, him and God. And um, keeping that in mind and if, you know, sometimes you're like, I'm, I'm discerning but it's really hard. I haven't seen them in ages. How do I, um, how do I know? <laughs> how do you know? Um, but if you just keep your prayer life up and you keep praying for them and they hopefully keep praying for you and, and um, praying for your own discernment, uh, keeping a clear mind, then it, it does help. Honestly, I, can, I actually can say categorically it does help, especially if you're in a confused time or it's difficult. So always the, the, the triangle of a relationship. <laughs> mm. Look, jumping off the back of that, um, pray together. You know, I mean, mm. the, the, there's no reason why you can't pray over, over a phone call or over a Zoom call. And it's, it's, it's not the same as being in person, but the wills are still there, you know. Uh, the will to be praying for each other, with each other, that still is there. And uh, and so, you know, do that together and and uh, uh, as as a reminder to both that, yeah, as you rightly say, uh, this isn't a straight line between one person and another. Uh, there's a there's a line between one person and another and then two, two lines running parallel straight back to God, you know, and uh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, no, that's 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 really awesome. A really awesome discussion about uh, long distance relationship. One that I was surprised that I can contribute to in any, any meaningful way. So, uh, so. <laughs> oh dear. I think probably we had a bit more faith in you than you did, Padre. There. <laughs> no, it's it's great to have this conversation because honestly, when I. And when the relationship entered long distance, it's like, where is some assistance? Who's talking about it in a Christian context? Um, and there's not much. There's not much at all. And so mm-hmm. I I hope it helps and contributes um, to other people's lives. Um, not saying I've, you know, run the race, but I've learned some things along the way and, and being able to share thoughts for other people is I think crucial um, now that we have technology, now that people do move around a lot, it's um, getting it from a, a wholesome, godly perspective is crucial, yeah. I think. Mm, yeah, awesome. well said. 
Awesome. Well said. Awesome. Well, like exactly as Grace said, I hope you guys have taken something from this episode that was useful or helpful or even just thinking about it a little bit differently as well, hearing from three different perspectives um, on <laughs> long-distance relationships too. So I guess to end off the episode, as we always do, are truth, beauty, and goodness. And we might start with you, Grace. Okay. Um, I was in the beautiful city of Paris um, last week. It was it was glorious. And I think um, a, real, a real take home was uh, going into Sacre-Cœur Basilica and they have perpetual adoration there. It's been going on for a very, very long time. I can't tell you how many years, but over a hundred years. And we by entering the the basilica and seeing um, the monstrance there, right up high, very large. It was phenomenal. And sitting there and praying, and there's hundreds of people going through at once, and yet there's a prayerful, um, like aspect to it. You know that you hear noises in the background, but everyone kept kept pretty quiet for the huge amount of people and I could sit there and pray and it was it was phenomenal that was a real glorious moment <laughs> so wow. that's my truth beauty and goodness yes that is so cool wow yeah. yeah yeah that's amazing oh wow Stina? what about you Padre oh no okay I hand it over to you first yeah <laughs> 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 uh, so, uh, so mine is the uh, the bishop has written a pastoral letter, and um, in doing so, he's also so a pastoral letter from a bishop is like a, a letter to his diocese about a particular issue, and so for him, he's written this pastoral letter on the sacrament of confession, and uh, he's uh, he's also given alongside this pastoral letter a mandate to all the clergy to preach for the first three weeks of Lent on an aspect of the sacrament of confession. Uh, and uh, and he's giving us material to help us do that. And it's it's been so cool to get a mandate from the bishop to say, I want you, as a matter of, of urgency, I want you to preach on the sacrament of confession, uh, and I'm going to write a letter about it to beg the people of God to return to this great sacrament. It's like, all right. This man's talking my language. Uh, so it's just been awesome to 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 see that kind of leadership. Uh, it was just so, so beautiful. So uh, if you're in this diocese, in the Wagga Wagga diocese, uh, and you uh, you want to get a hold of that letter, it's on the diocesan website. And if you're not from the diocese and you want to get a hold of the letter, it's on the diocesan website. So go to the type in Wagga Wagga <laughs> diocese. Wherever you are in the world, I promise you there's only one Wagga Wagga diocese. Yeah. So, uh, so W-A-G-G-A and then repeat that and uh, and then you have uh, go and, uh, and and have a look. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and awesome. drop the hint to go to confession, you know. Yo. Yeah. And that too. <laughs> you know. Thank you, sir. Exactly. <laughs> That's awesome. Bishop sounds Dina. on fire. What about you, Dina? What about yeah. you? Yeah. For me, it's a book that I've just finished. Uh, I read a Henry Nouwen's book called Return of the Prodigal Son, um, which was awesome. So obviously it's taking from the parable of the prodigal son uh, and Henry Nouwen sort of goes through his own personal story of how this particular um, artwork by Rembrandt uh, struck him and the impact that it had on him as he meditated on this particular artwork and 
the different characters that are actually in that particular artwork because you think it's three you think it's the father the younger son and the older son but actually there's some other couple of characters in there too and what what's going on there and he walks you through his own personal meditations of what he's learned from each of them and gets you to think about who you are in relation to um that parable as well which is quite powerful you walk in for me certainly I walked in thinking I was one and I was like yeah 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 I'm, I'm definitely this one this is where I'm going to relate and then realize oh that's not where I'm at at all oh my goodness plenty of tears shed so if you're looking for something deep and meaningful oh, wow. and pick it up it is good really really okay. good so Henry Nowen's Return of the Prodigal Son hmm. awesome. very good thank you Stina yeah Pleasure. Well, thank you everyone for joining us for another episode of Living Fullness. Please make sure that you have have and are following all of our social media handles. So jump over to Facebook, like and follow us over there and jump over to our Instagram pages on Virtue Ministry and Living Fullness so that you're staying on top of everything that's happening and watching out to see what Grace does next too. She's super active on all of our <laughs> social media handles. So <laughs> stay tuned for some stuff that's coming out there. But also we are looking for five Patreon supporters, five people to commit to $50 a month, which will help us to actually cover all of our editing costs that currently is sitting on my shoulders so if we can get five additional people to jump on and sponsor us donate on a monthly basis on patreon you'd be making a huge difference to the amount of time and energy that we can redirect into more constructive and into creative content creation so that would be super awesome if that is something that you can contribute but we will catch you as always next week so until then know of our love and prayers God bless.